Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Hey folks, today is Wednesday, October 6, 2021. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, broadcasting live on the Black Star Network from Los Angeles. Uh, Republicans criticized President Joe Biden's immigration plan, not like they actually have one on their own. Also, uh, Reuters breaks a story showing how AT&T is the financial source behind One American News Network, the right-wing pro-Donald Trump MAGA conservative network that has spread more information and lied than anybody else. We're going to talk about that on today's show. Also, What's the truth behind these stories saying Democrats are trying to massively cut funding for HBCUs? We will have the truth for you as we talk with Leslie Baskerville, who leads Nafio. You don't want to miss that conversation, folks, uh, on uh, today's show. Also, a racist neighbor 
tormenting a black Virginia family. We'll discuss that. And after seeing a school resource officer uh, placing uh, her five-year-old son in the chokehold, a woman in Virginia is suing the school district. Uh, folks, also, the mayor of Rochester, New York, she has resigned because of improprieties when it comes to her raising funds. We got lots to talk about on today's show. It is time to bring the funk. I'm Roland Martin Unfiltered from the Black Star Network. Let's go. Republicans are not happy at all about the possibility of seeing more Haitian migrants uh, on their way to the Texas border. You might remember just a couple of weeks ago, we had the massive crisis uh, of some 12,000. Now they are claiming 60,000 Haitian migrants are on their way to the Texas border. Don't know if that's true or not. Republicans, they held a news conference today led by Texas Governor Greg Abbott and, of course, uh, Senator Ted Cruz, where they complained about this, blasting President Joe Biden and offering what they call their own 10-point plan. Listen. At the border here in Texas, and we're here to talk about uh, border-related issues. And let me just start out by making a very clear point, and that is President Joe Biden has caused a humanitarian crisis and chaos on our border. All Americans saw exactly what happened in Del Rio, Texas just last month. And we know that that chaos will be repeated unless and until President Biden takes action. 26 of America's governors have worked together to develop specific actions that Biden can take immediately to end the crisis on the border that he has caused. We, all of us, asked the president for a meeting to visit with us about this, and he refused to meet with us, and he completely ignored us. Nine of the 26 governors that crafted this action plan gathered today at the border, a border, by the way, that President Biden has never even been to. We're here to announce 10 actions that President Biden must take immediately. Well, that's a whole lot of whining and complaining by Texas Governor Greg Abbott, and so that's what we expect. All right, let's talk about this uh, with our legal panel, A. Scott Bolden, former chair of National Bar Association Political Action Committee, uh, lawyer based out of Washington, D.C., Robert Patillo, of course, uh, 
Rainbow Peach Tree Street Project there in Atlanta. Glad to have him. Uh, and also uh, someone who keeps running his mouth about Oklahoma Sooner Sooners, and he'll be experiencing their losses very soon. Demario Solomon Simmons, uh, civil rights attorney, uh, founder for Justice for Greenwood uh, out of uh, Oklahoma. Glad to have uh, all of you on today's show. And so uh, let, 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 let's, let, let's deal with this. I guess I'll deal with Demario. You're the closest to the Texas border being there in Oklahoma. I mean, what you have here uh, are, are Republicans who just throw out anything. They throw everything out. Uh, and it's uh, Biden is trash. Oh, my God, immigration is killing us. But again, these are the same people who will say nothing about these companies that are hiring uh, folks uh, who are uh, who are illegal immigrants or some call them undocumented workers, because then the Chamber of Commerce won't be too pleased with that. Yeah, well, Roland, thank you so much for being on the show once again. You know, I think it's real rich for Governor Abbott of your home state of Texas. He can't even keep the lights on during the winter in the entire state, and he wants to talk about the border. It's ridiculous. It, is, uh, it doesn't make any sense for him to be there and to say that President Biden has never been to the, to the border. I mean, this guy's been in elective office for 40, 50 years. I'm sure he's been to the border. So it's obviously just grandstanding. And we know that they don't want any black and brown people, but they especially hate Haitians. And we know the history of uh, Haiti and why uh, particularly white supremacists like Greg Abbott hate Haiti because they were the first black uh, free republic in the, in the Western world. They fought against the British, the French, and the Spanish to get their freedom. And this country and all the Western countries have done everything they can to hurt Haiti since the independence back in 1803. So I'm not surprised to see Governor Abbott and these other uh, white supremacist governors, like my very own governor, or the governor of the state of Oklahoma. Uh, but it, 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 it doesn't make any sense outside. They want to make headlines. Uh, Scott, uh, your thoughts? Well, I think my colleague is absolutely right. I mean, black and brown people at the border, no Republicans, it seems, want that influx. But the number of people at the border trying to get to the United States of America, I don't believe, based on my reading, that it has changed much from during the Trump years, if you will. And even Trump and his alleged crackdowns, illegal crackdowns on black and brown people coming through the southern border, it simply didn't work. They kept coming. And what you would think the nine governors would do, if you know that those statistics and that research, is say, how do we stop the appetite of our black and brown brothers and sisters south of the border? How do we cut off their appetite for wanting to come to the United States? That is investing in their countries, such as Honduras mm -hmm. and other uh, Mexico and other South American cities, where we have task forces, should have task force and invest dollars in human resources in stopping the gang warfare, welfare uh, war on these young families and giving them jobs and education and opportunity. That'll reduce the flow of those who want to come to America for a better life. But America certainly doesn't invest in a, that, doesn't invest enough in that approach, not this administration or the prior administration. And we know that it works. We have case studies that show in Guadalajara, for example, the number of people trying to illegal come into the, illegally come into the United States has been cut in half or three-fourths over the last 10 to 15 years. And so it works. And so uh, stopping people from coming into the U.S. has never worked, if you will, and it's rooted in racism and the fact that Republicans 
don't want these to be future voters, but more importantly, they certainly don't want a country of color in 2043, and they simply cannot stop it through these means. And, and, and what we're dealing with here, Robert, is very simple. And what we're dealing with here, Robert, is very simple. We're dealing with Republicans who follow the lead to the likes of Tucker Carlson when it comes to white replacement theory. They are absolutely scared to death of the nation becoming a nation that is majority people of color. They need to mm -hmm. maintain their whiteness as long as possible. You're, you're absolutely right. And I think we have to change the way that we talk about immigration as a uh, as a country, because immigration is a positive for America. Um, illegal, legal, however it comes in, if it was not for immigration into this country, we would be a dying nation. Just look at the birth rates taking place in white communities or even in uh, American-born uh, uh, black communities, Hispanic communities that are uh, second generation. Our birth rates are right there with China and Japan and Italy and other countries that are experiencing a graying of the nation, so to say, where you do not have enough people in the country to replace the people who are aging out and dying in the country. And let's understand also, nobody is going to walk from Costa Rica or from uh, from Guatemala or from Nicaragua from a tropical paradise to come pick, uh, pick avocados or pick tomatoes uh, in Texas or in Wisconsin somewhere unless it was dire circumstances. We have to look at the U.S. role in creating those mm -hmm. dire circumstances. Let's not forget about the Banana Republic Wars that took place for a half century. Let's not talk not, not forget about Noriega and all the other uh, Central American leaders that the United States propped up and then took out of power, creating the instability. Let's also not forget that one thing that supports and finances these drug cartels is the American appetite for drugs. If we change the American drug policy, you get rid of the cartel the same way you changed alcohol policy. You got rid of the mafia. You got rid of the alcohol the money mob. Out because you took their money out of it. So we changed American right. drug prohibition, then you change this issue from the rooter to the tutor. So what has to happen is <laughs> our borders are, our wonderful borders are Kamala Harris. He began the process by speaking with Central American leaders. We need to come to a tripartite pact where we take Canada, the U.S., and Central America and come to an immigration understanding. Because guess what? Canada needs 20 million more people. They do not have the same benefit of legal immigration that America has to bully their population growth. So they need more people to work in Canada. So let's find out a guest worker program where we can get people from Central and South America working in Canada where they can then return home because guess what? They don't want to be in the winter in Saskatchewan, they want to be back home with their families in their tropical paradises, and then you can, you can solve the problem. But as long as we have this grandstanding political hyperbole, like we see at the border with Greg Abbott, who is way too much like George Bush for me to trust anything that he says, and, uh, and Ted Cruz and the others down there who did nothing when <laughs> Trump was in office, they need to start working on some actual comprehensive immigration reform policies that will fix the problem instead of putting Band-Aid after Band-Aid after Band-Aid over it at the expense of the immigrants who are simply trying to find a stable life and a stable income for their families. You know, if I could add one uh, other thing. I, it, it just does. It just, it just it, yeah, go ahead, Demario. I just want to also add to that the, the racism of the fact that they're illegally not allowing these Haitians to try to apply for a, a refugee asylum. I mean, there is a legal process when someone comes from a country that they're, they're experiencing uh, political violence or they believe that they're going to be killed or something like that. There is a process so someone can say, listen, this is my situation. This is why I'm here. They may not be here just to try to find a, a job or anything like that. You can't just wholesale say, hey, I'm going to put you back on the plane and send you back. That is against the law. That's against the current immigration laws. And it's also blatantly racist when it comes to Haitians, black Haitians versus maybe, say, Cubans and others.
Look, I, I, the thing that I think we have to, Robert said something is important, and I was engaging this back and forth uh, with a couple of idiots on social media, uh, and they were like, you know, Roland, you were wrong when you were saying that immigration benefits the United States. And I'm like, fool, are you paying any attention? Why have the folks in Europe in the past decade been so violently opposed to immigration there? Oh, my God, they're overrunning our country. Why? Because white people stop screwing. Falling birth rates in most European nations. To Robert's point, to anybody who's listening, you do not have a country if you do not have people. Not only that, you have to have people working today who are paying into the Social Security system to ensure that folks are able to get benefits. And so, if you are a four, if, if you're one of these 40 and 50 year old black folk, black men who's sitting here uh, blasting me, saying, "Oh, this is foul for us," when your ass is time for you to get your social security, who do you think is paying into the system in 20 years when you're 60? The person who's going to be working. This shows, and, and, and then, oh, they're they're taking all of our jobs. Okay, what jobs are you talking about? Can you please define what those jobs are? And if you really start breaking down these things, where you see people are working, the reality is folks, undocumented workers are doing a lot of jobs that Americans don't want to do. Now, we can sit here and dance around this. We can be honest, we can have a real honest conversation. And I don't think a lot of people really want to have that level of conversation, mm -hmm. Scott, Robert, and Demaria. And, and, and look, Roland, on this point about they, quote, unquote, they took their jobs, as people like to yell out, look, black folks been in this country since 1619. That is 400 years. I am not going to be competing with anybody who just walked a 1,000 miles from Guatemala to clean white folks' toilets. I'm trying to compete for jobs in those C-suites, in the boardrooms. I want my fair share of corporate executive jobs. I want my fair share of college admissions. Don't tell me I need to fight against my Latino brother and sister, fight against the uh, my Haitian brethren uh, for jobs at the bottom of the economy. Well, my fair share of the jobs are at the top of the economy. The people I worry about who took my job were Bezos. <laughs> and Elon Musk and, and uh, Richard Branson and Bill Gates. Those are jobs I'm worried about you taking. Don't tell me I got to be out here picking strawberries somewhere. No, tell, tell me how you're going to stop them from taking those well, jobs from me. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Right. Uh, so that's an excellent point, Robert. I think also that goes back to what you said earlier, uh, Roland, that these corporations, they want this type of influx of immigration, illegal immigration because they can keep the wages low. You know, when we say these are jobs that Americans don't want to do, Americans certainly don't want to do it for three, four, five, six dollars an hour. And that's what we see. We see this continuation of keeping wages low, and therefore this is a system that really corporate America likes to continue have proliferated. I, I agree wholeheartedly with Robert. Look, we should be competing for top jobs with top salaries, with benefits and opportunities. People have spent 300 years of sweat labor, complete sweat equity into this into this nation. We should be continuing to compete for those jobs. If you don't want these immigrants coming, then re- cut the demand, as you said already. Cut the demand, right? President Fox, former President Fox of Mexico, told Jesse Jackson. 20 years ago, my people would do the jobs that even Americans or your people, talking about black people, won't do. Everyone was offended by it, but it had some ring of truth to it, and it still does today. And so they're not, we're not competing with those jobs, because if Americans were fulfilling those jobs in construction, in the, in the, in the vegetable and fruit fields of America, in, 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 the, uh, in the environment or in homes, um, you name it, then there wouldn't be a demand and there wouldn't be jobs and they wouldn't be coming for a better life. 
because they wouldn't they, they would know that there were no jobs available to them. And so it just smacks of racism. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, every person who from the day America was founded came from somewhere else. Everyone. The Abbots, every nine of those governors, and everybody who is white is an ethnic that came from somewhere else. How rich is it for us now to say we need to close our borders? But America has a rich history. You go over the annals of history, go over the annals of people coming over. We've always, during generations, had a, had a pension uh, or test for blocking others from coming because of some uh, economic interest. But it's actually a racial interest, historically. And so we got to fight against this because we are all immigrants. And if you don't, if you don't agree with that, then you're, you're concerned about uh, immigration and having a plan and being overrun is just rooted in racism. It really is. And they just need to come clean on that because 2043 is coming. You call it screwing. I call it reality. The reality is coming. We're going to be a country of color in about 20, 30 years. It's coming. You can't stop it. No legislation can stop it unless white people start having more uh, reproductive sex. And I can't control that. <laughs> and, and, Scott, and Scott, look, this, this is how how you know this is rooted in racism, how stupid this is. We just got off of the entire first half of this year, white employers complaining about not having enough workers who are willing to come work, raising wages, raising benefits, paying $15, $20 an hour to flip hamburgers, put french fries into a bag. You can't get Americans to even do that right now because you can make, you look, you get $4, uh, four cent for every thousand views you get on TikTok. That is what your kids are doing. They are not out here trying to flip burgers. They're not trying to uh, uh, bag fries or anything along those lines. So if these Republicans were smart in order to stop from having to raise those wages and raise those benefits to recruit workers, they will be pushing for comprehensive immigration reform so we could get guest workers into the country who will be willing to fill those roles so that our, uh, so that the next generation of kids can work in IT, can work in media, can work on the things they're actually interested in. But, but it's based in racism. That's how you know exactly what their game is. But it gets worse than that. Watch this, Robert. Now, the Republicans are against raising the minimum wage, right? <laughs> Everyone on most of them are against it. But if you raise the minimum wage, more Americans could, could get work, whether it's McDonald's or anywhere else. And those lower wage jobs, that would push wages further up for lower paying jobs. And guess what? Americans could fill those jobs. You cut off the appetite, you cut off the demand, and the supply goes away. It goes to another country. But that's the idiocy of the Republican thinking. And they're the big economic development, financially conservative, banking uh, conservatives who, who want less government and more private sector entrepreneurship. But that's completely inconsistent when it comes to this immigration issue. So it's even worse than that. Scott, I don't think they're idiots. It's just All right, folks. Uh, now, and I, I'll, one more second. I'm going to go to uh, Todd next I think story. We have one is, more how, comment how many of you have been seeing? Uh, actually, uh, you keep forgetting who the host is. Um, we've seen uh, all these stories floating around social media uh, about the Biden administration, the story from Newsweek, cutting HBCU funding from $45 billion to $2 billion. I've seen a lot of folks I know retweeting these stories saying this is a damn shame. There's a problem with that because... The federal government isn't giving HBCUs $45 billion a year. 
So I reached out to Leslie Baskerville. Of course, so Leslie, she's been on the show many times. She's with the National Association for Equal Opportunity in Higher Education. She joins us right now. And so, all right, Le Leslie, you've been very much involved when it comes to uh, fighting for funding for HBCUs. Uh, what is the truth with this story? Because, again, everybody is spreading it. They're saying, see, Biden and Harris, they trash. They're slashing $43 billion from HBCUs. What is the truth? Roland, good to be back. It's always good to be with you. The truth is that that's absolutely unequivocally false. In terms of HBCUs, we've never had it so good. HBCUs, I say it's harvest time for HBCUs. It's a season of new hope. We have an administration who truly believes in and has invested in in excess of $6.5 billion in HBCUs and is investing more as we're talking presently. Uh, we have a Congress where we have bipartisan support in the House and, and the Senate. So we have bipartisan and bicameral support for HBCUs. So, and based on the um, investments by Congress and the administration, we have more corporate support, more individual philanthropic support. We've moved from the style section of the newspapers to, to the education section, to the business section, to all of the sections where we should be, because we have a 15 billion short-term economic interest at, at our HBCUs collectively, and HBCUs are doing any more than any other cohort. For America's historically black colleges and universities, they're just 3% of American college in the sciences, technology, engineering, and mathematics, they're graduating 42% of blacks. And in education professionals, 50% of education, black education professionals, health professionals, the lion's share, punching way above our weight. And we have an opportunity like none other to continue to show that our outcomes are, are far in excess of, of the input into our institutions and that we're worthy of and should have more dollars invested invested in us. That's what we were talking about today. And while we were there, my phone was exploding and I got out and they said there's a story out about a $45 billion cut from this administration and we're down to $2 billion. Well, the reality is this. Everybody has heard about the negotiations on the reconciliation um, budget that includes a lot of human needs programs and education program. In fact, it, it will invest in early childhood, the entire pipeline from early childhood to the middle passages to, to undergraduate school, community colleges, undergraduate, graduate professional schools like never before. In the process of negotiation, the figures are going up and down. There was never a figure for this one particular bill of $45 billion. But the figures are, are dancing around right now. I don't think the White House can tell you exactly where the figure is, but whatever the figure is, our institutions will be greatly enriched as they continue to enrich America. Reality is America can't realize her goals, can't realize her education goals, her economic goals, okay. her wealth goals, health goals without HBCUs. And so we're going to continue to get money. But I just want to say this. I heard a bit of the last program. Hold on one second. Again, yes. so, so I, need, I need to walk slowly through this again. Okay. Mm -hmm. The story says $45 billion for HBCU and other minority institutions down to $2 billion. All right. 
what I'm still trying to understand, though, is what is this $45 billion? Because the reality is, yeah. right now, HBCUs, the federal government is only providing around, just correct me if I'm wrong, around a billion dollars annually to HBCUs. Is that correct? Uh, could be, yeah, but we got substantially more in this last time because of the coronavirus special supplement. No, 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 no. I, I got, yes, I got that. Right, I got that. You're right. I got that. Right. But, but, here, but okay, but here, but here, here's the question about the forty-five billion in the Build Back Better okay. blueprint in the in the blueprint or the platform. The administration has as an aspirational goal investing forty-five billion in infrastructures and research for HBCUs. That's the aspirational goal. Hopefully, we'll get to that at some point. That okay, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And let's say again, okay, the Newsweek, okay, again, the Newsweek story says $45 billion for HBCUs and other minority-serving institutions. The reason I'm stating that is because people are tweeting and posting as if the $45 billion is all going to HBCUs. It's not. There are other institutions that are in, in this. So that $45 billion is not all for HBCUs. And have you seen, again, this is for everybody, everybody who understands, this is what you work on. Right. Have you seen an actual hard number that they are proposing in this bill that specifically for HBCUs? No, I have, a, there's a coupling, but we're asking for a decoupling, but let's go back. I wanna make sure that your audience is clear because I think part of this, and I, I know, I believe that uh, News, Newsweek is a um, reliable um, independent news source, but there's not, necess not, not necessarily. Good. Thank you. That's you. Not necessarily. And you're in the, and you're because, in the because so first, of all, the, first of all, first of all, first of all, the Newsweek story is written off an Associated Press story. I've uh, read the uh, story. The problem okay. is it is scant details. And as yeah. some, and again, as somebody who reads the story, if I see forty-five billion cut to two, I want to know. I want to see happen. what the forty-five billion was for. I haven't seen it. Didn't happen. And so that's that's looking that's confusing a reconciliation bill that has a figure that at no time was 45 billion with a platform in which there was an aspirational goal for 45 billion and you're absolutely right for HBCUs TCUs and their, their tribal colleges and universities and then demographic MSIs. And so those would be Hispanic serving institutions, tribal colleges, and predominantly black institutions. And um, so that was for an aspirational goal for the community in a platform. So now the president is in, the administration is in, we have a better relationship and better access to folks in the administration who themselves uh, have gone to HBCUs, but importantly, who understand the centrality of HBCUs to American progress. More importantly, for where we are presently, they understand that HBCUs, because HBCUs are unlike any cohort of colleges and universities, and you talk about the PBIs, TCUs, and Anapeces, Asian Pacific Islander colleges, they are demographic 
MSIs, minority serving institutions, HBCUs, people don't know this, they are not minority serving, they have no race and no ethnicity criterion, and um, they, are, they were founded for the purpose of educating the progeny of the American slave system, or blacks and other persons, and they've been open and inclusive of all students since their founding. But they are unique. We have a special relationship with America because unlike any other group of colleges and universities, HBCUs, the primary cohort, were dragged from their land. Thousands died in the process of having them brought over to this land so that we could provide cheap labor. We were stripped of our culture, stripped of our names, our religion, stripped of everything that was a reality to us. But we thrived, and we served, and we got whipped and beaten and lashed. But important to us was education. And so originally, we educated ourselves by uh, all types of signals and, and working to each other. You all know the story, and I'm not going to take up your story on it. But the point is, from that, uh, we went on to found private HBCUs right. by abolitionists and blacks, right. founded them. And we funded them. We funded them. When black folks wanted to go to white schools, they could not. And so at some point in 1862, America established historically white public institutions to educate large swaths of white America. Got it. Blacks were, blacks were denied. But, but, but here's what... But, 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 but hold tight one second. I, I need to... I, I, but, 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 but Leslie, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I need to focus on the current funding, and here's why. Okay. Because, again, I need to walk people through this properly. Because, okay, again, we operate in facts. Yes, originally, sir. In, originally, there was a 45, in the original proposal, in the original $3.5 no. trillion. No. So, so explain it. Okay, good. So, again, I need yes. you to explain that yes. so people it, understand the facts on where this number is coming from. Go ahead. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There was no $45 billion proposal in this bill. There was a $45 billion aspirational goal in the Build Back better platform so when you run for office okay say, these are things we want to achieve and that could be right four so years. okay so it, so in the bill aspirational goal so so okay so in the bill that that the president proposed what was the actual number I've seen numbers between two billion and three point nine billion, low billions. I have at no time seen in the bill itself anything that approximates forty five billion. Okay. Uh, so and now what is happening is uh, th they're going back and forth on cutting the size of the bill. You have Senator Joe Manchin who has said he is not going to support $3.5 trillion in spending. Senator Christian right. Sinema. So what happens? You, you see cuts made there. And so that's what's going back and forth. And that's why we're trying to sit here and establish what's actually the truth. And so yes. we, we, we reached out. We've been trying to get numerous members of the Congressional Black Caucus on the show. We're trying to get Congressman Bobby Scott on, who's on the yeah. House Education Committee. We're trying to get him on because we need there to be an explanation of this because, again, I'm seeing people say all kind of wild stuff, and it's not based in fact or reality. I want to go to my panel. Uh, uh, Scott, you have the first question for Leslie Baskerville. Hey, Leslie, good to see you again. I think you're right about the $45 billion being aspirational. But they're, they're, it's confusing in and of itself because you have these two bills. But let's not forget, when you say that HBCUs are 
in, in, a, in a really great place right now. That last COVID bill uh, reduced the debt of historical black colleges by millions, each of them. And so uh, are you seeing more bipartisan support and investment in historical black colleges on the Hill, despite the fact that they're going to have to reduce this uh, Build America Back uh, legislation? Uh, will there be something in there for HBCUs? There absolutely will be something in there for HBCUs, and, and there are things in there that now. I've seen in roughly three places, there are some resources for infrastructure, there are some resources for broadband, but as with every other uh, affinity group, advocacy group, the HBCU community believes, and we want additional resources to move mm -hmm. our research to institutions. We have 11 research to institutions. Those institutions are high research, and they're doing the scientific research. They're responsible for roughly 42% of black Americans that have advanced degrees in the sciences, technology, engineering, and mathematics. But they're just 11. And we have none that are R1, that are the top. So we've been pushing and pushing for additional dollars. But more important than the additional dollars is a decoupling of HBCUs from the group that Roland talked about. He said the money, the 45 aspirational goal in the platform that has nothing specific to do with the budget is um, for HBCUs, tribal colleges. Right, right, right. Here's the deal. I, I, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, I don't want to talk about platform. I don't want to. I'm not talking no, no, about right, No, no, but here's the whole deal. Somebody, right, somebody running for office is one thing. Well, they're actually right. there. I want to was actually in the bill. Hold tight. Hold, hold, hold tight. Hold, Got it. Hold tight one second. I got, I got to go to a break. We're going to come back between the conversation. Of course, this is for Robert Bertillo and uh, Mario Simmons uh, on this issue. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered, broadcasting live from Los Angeles on the Black Star Network. holiday shopping at Amazon. So now, she's free to become Bear Hug Betty. Settle in, kids. You'll be there a while. Ooh, where you going? Time to be smart. Roland Martin's doing this every day. Oh, no! 
no punches. Thank you, Roland Martin, for always giving voice to the issues. Look for Roland Martin in the whirlwind, to quote Marcus Garvey again. The video looks phenomenal, so I'm really excited to see it on my big screen. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. I gotta defer to the brilliance of Dr. Carr and to the brilliance of the Black Star Network. I am rolling with rolling all the way. Honored to be on a show that you own, a Black man owns the show. Folks, Black Star Network is here. I'm real uh, revolutionary right now. Wow. Rolling was amazing on that. Hey, Black, I love y'all. I can't commend you enough about this platform that you've created for us to be able to share who we are, what we're doing in the world, and the impact that we're having. Let's be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. You dig? All right, welcome back. Roland Martin on the Culture on the Black Star Network. We're talking about uh, HBCU funding in the latest uh, bills that is uh, going across Congress. Uh, question, we have Leslie Baskerville with Nafio. In the next hour, we'll be joined by the Third Good Marshall Fund uh, as well. Uh, question now, uh, DeMario Solomon-Simmons, your question for Leslie Baskerville. Yeah, I do want to hear a little bit more about you talking about the decoupling. I understand that this, this aspirational number of $45 billion is for tribal colleges in addition to uh, HBCUs, but how much do you think HBCUs will receive specifically them for our particular colleges themselves? Okay, and I just think it's important, given what uh, Roland's trying to do, and I think it is so important, that aspirational goal has nothing to do with this bill. It is not in the bill. It was not in the bill, and in the and our champions for the bill, many of them are themselves uh, HBCU alums, and the chair of the Education and Labor Committee in the House, Bobby Scott, is a justice janissary. He fights like no other for voting rights and for the rights for the last, the least, the left behind, and for HBCUs. Uh, um, Alma Adams, who's the chair of the HBCU Bipartisan Caucus, fights like a Trojan. So the, the, the point here with the decoupling is that uh, because of America's history with HBCUs and denying us uh, dollars for education, denying us a right to an education, and de jure discrimination that was visited upon us for the first 200 years, and then for the last 200 years, we struggled to deal with the vestiges of slavery. They started strengthening HBCUs in the Higher Education Act. And that was in recognition of the fact that we were denied dollars and we were owed dollars. And America said, not only have we intentionally denied you dollars that has resulted in underfunding, deferred maintenance, endowments that are substantially less than others, uh, and on and on, and, and just 11 research to research institutions at this time. But the vestiges of slavery persist. And so we've got to do something about that. And so they put in a pot of strengthening, strengthening HBCUs for the purpose of strengthening the institutions that were intentionally denied funding. As so, the but so, Les, as, so, Les, so Leslie yeah. Scott, Leslie Scott was talking about when Scott talked about the six billion. So yes. in the COVID package, 
There was six yeah. billion dollars that went directly to HBCUs, and so again, That's the reason I'm laying this out there, so so so. So when people are talking about what was cut, you have to factor in the COVID bill that was passed earlier by uh, this Congress and signed into law by President Joe Biden. $6.5 billion went to HBCUs. And so and if, you're going, if you're going to say what HBCUs... Another $1.6 in the uh, rescue plan, the American rescue plan. Got it. Okay. Uh, Robert, uh, Robert, I need your question for Leslie. Uh, real sh I got sh I'm short on time. Robert, sh short question, short answer. Just very quickly, we're talking about this, uh, the, the bill currently going through Congress, and I see a lot of Republicans posting this meme about Joe Biden cutting $30 billion from HBCUs. Mm -hmm. What Republicans mm -hmm. are actually helping on HBCU funding? Um, Good question. I've not seen who's on the bill. I know who was on uh, the committee today, and there were a lot of questions about adding additional dollars um, after we received the 6.5 and then the 1.6. But um, uh, looks like, folks, we just lost uh, Leslie Baskerville. So, so I guess uh, we're going so, with none. Folks, so here's the deal. Uh, well, no. Well, no. Actually, they're, they're, you do have uh, you do have uh, some, uh, and you do have some, and you've had supporters in the past. Again, so let me so again let me explain to people right now because I think a lot of people, again, you're retweeting stuff from folks who have no idea what the hell they're talking about. The problem is this here: they are still negotiating what is going to be the size of the package. So, is it 3.5 million? It's going to be two and a half. It's going to be 1.5. It's going to be 1.2 billion. Once they get to what that bottom line number is, then you're going to have a renegotiation of all that goes into it. That's what we're doing. I just emailed the White House to say I need a response from you on this so-called 45 billion. And again, here's the other thing I need to caution folks. You're watching. It said for HBCUs and other minority-serving institutions. Okay. Hell, if that so-called 45 billion, you could have 40 billion going to my other minority-serving institutions, and only 5 billion going to HBCUs. But the way it's being portrayed is, oh, 45 billion was going to HBCUs. That's why on this show we speak to what actually happens. What are the facts? And so we lost Leslie. It's fine. I appreciate her coming onto the show. In the next hour, we will talk to the Thurgood Marshall Fund to hear from them about this issue so you will have the actual facts. And when you're tweeting and posting on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere, fan base and everywhere else, you will have the actual details and not just repeating what somebody else uh, has to say. And so that's why uh, we, what we do what we do. We focus on facts uh, in details. All right, folks, I want to go to uh, my next story, and this is uh, uh, quite uh, an interesting story. Uh, we talk about what, what, what is happening uh, in uh, Virginia. It's, it's, it's real strange, folks, the story in Virginia, where, uh, where these neighbors are tormenting uh, a black family. The Martinez family says their neighbor has been playing recordings of racial slurs and monkey noises since they arrived in the neighborhood uh, several months ago. Uh, watch this.
Now, the police have been called several times because no crime has been committed. Nobody is being arrested. Joining us right now is Tim Anderson. He is an attorney uh, from, with Anderson and Associates from Virginia Beach, Virginia. He's representing the family pro bono. Tim, glad to have you uh, back on Roller Martin Unfiltered. Uh, first, of all, first of all, how long has this family lived in this area? How long has this been going on? So, uh, hey, thanks for having me on the show, Roland. I'm glad to be here. So I'm an attorney in Virginia Beach, and uh, I'm watching what's happening from 30,000-foot view uh, the same way as we all are. Uh, we, have, we have not uh, made contact with this family yet, uh, but we have identified multiple causes of actions that she can bring. Uh, she's not been able to make any progress with the police, and that's fine. There may not be criminal laws here, but we are trying to communicate with this family uh, to let them know one, my law firm's ready to go to help them. And two, there's plenty of civil actions that can be brought that could put an end to this nonsense. This is in my hometown. Uh, okay. And we are just, we are watching this uh, horrifically happening uh, here and, and want to get involved. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Okay, so just so, so you're now officially representing the family. You are offering your services to this family pro bono after you saw this story in news reports. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. Uh, I've been a lawyer here for 21 years. Uh, you know, this, this, is, this is outrageous. This doesn't and shouldn't be happening anywhere, but it's certainly not going to happen in my hometown uh, without me at least trying to get involved. I'm always attracted to big fights like this. And uh, uh, it's not a money thing for us. It's a matter of doing what's right and making sure that uh, that people understand that there's there's just there's civility. And, and, and Virginia Beach is a great place and we have a great community. Uh, and unfortunately, we have uh, some people in every community that uh, that act like this. And we're going to uh, do our best our, uh, to attract this family to come to us and uh, help them get through this moment. Okay, so what what is weird here uh, is the, the cops saying we you know uh, we can't do nothing. I'm sorry, are there not noise ordinances? Well, yeah, so there's there's certainly noise ordinances, uh, but it, it's based on decibels in Virginia. Uh, and so here's here's what I understood uh, from from the CNN uh, reports, and, and our local newspaper actually published a story about it. Here's basically the, the historical background. This, this family lives there. This is a veteran family. And there was a noise complaint with her neighbor, and she called the police. And since that, the neighbor has now escalated and retaliated uh, with motion sensors being pointed at the, uh, at the house and uh, these, this monkey music and uh, the, the clip that you just showed. And that is not there's nothing criminal uh at least as far as the police are concerned and nothing criminal as far as the magistrate's concerned because apparently she went to the magistrate and reported this those aren't crimes but that doesn't mean there's not civil remedy there's civil remedy uh, that is uh, exists under virginia law for nuisances and we actually even in virginia have an archaic little uh statute which is very rarely rule uh found which says that insulting words is actionable. So if, if you insult somebody to the point where it would cause them such distress, and the actual code specifically says uh, breaching the peace, which that, that in, in any view is certainly breaching of the peace, that's actionable in, under civil law. And so all she needs is a lawyer uh, to file a lawsuit to put a stop to it. That's it. And so it may not be a criminal remedy, but there's certainly civil remedy and hopefully they'll uh, use us or somebody to uh, to take uh, take this action uh, to the appropriate court. Um, well, again, uh, hopefully uh, they, they get some kind of relief because this is absolutely crazy. Uh, Tim Anderson, we surely appreciate it. Thanks a lot. This makes no sense to me, Robert. This is nuts. This is pure harassment of this family. And the cops said they can't do anything? 
Well, well, it's interesting to his point because the reason that it's difficult for cops to do anything in a situation like this is that uh, let's take the contrapositive. There's somebody playing rap music that has the N-word all strewn throughout it. Uh, would you want that to be criminally actionable? Now, it would, should be actionable under intentional infliction of emotional distress uh, under a clear civil pen penalty, also uh, disturbing the peace uh, if it does go above the proper decibel level. And I do think the family absolutely should take every civil remedy possible. But also, this is why I always keep guns around. Because if these people are playing this monkey music across the street from my house, <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so just, just to recap, from across the street, 6.5 Creedmoor, 18-inch barrel, uh, 10 and 7 twist. Uh, you're going to want yourself a 7 by 24 scope on it. Just in case you want to get them across the street. Now, if they are close oh, up, you want to get your you want your mini AR, so you can get a 3.5 inch barrel for cookie cutter on it with a collectible law tactical uh, stock on it. You should be good. You still get your uh, your 223, your 556 five, ammo going. You don't burn all of your powder, but you really don't need to go on that far that fast at that uh, that distance. So I think these people need to invest in a nice NAGA membership to National Association of African American Gun, uh, Gun Association because they teach you all these things to make sure you can be safe because some Planning across the street, there's only so long before they come across the street. <laughs> or, Demario, or you have any idea what the hell he, Demario, you, Demario, you have any idea what the hell Robert's just talking about? I do, I know, I know what Robert's talking about. I actually have a membership to that you organization. I'm here in Oklahoma. Hey, I'm Scott, Oklahoma stop Oklahoma talking, store. Scott. Demario's talking. I'm here in Oklahoma. So I have no Demario, go. I'm a gun owner. I, I agree with a lot of what Robert has said. I definitely think I'm glad they have an attorney. I was going to say, hell, I'll come and represent them because I do see several causes of action. I do believe in intentional infliction of emotional distress. I do believe that can also be uh, some civil rights claims. Like you could have what's called a 1985.3 where you got two or more people who are conspiring together to, to uh, take someone's civil rights. And they're trying to run those people out of their home. There's no question about it. That is a, a civil rights violation, I believe, that's happening there. And then I think there's a hate crime there. I mean, when you are uh, saying nigger, talking about nigger and monkey towards black people in this type of fashion, I think that's a hate crime. So I think that they should be sued, and I believe that they should be successful. And hopefully that family has some money uh, because they need to be held totally accountable. No question about it. Well, And that's another reason maybe. why I'm happy that God. I live in a black neighborhood. Yeah, maybe. Both God. of my colleagues, both of my colleagues are right. And that surely makes us feel good, but maybe, but maybe not. This is what he needs to do, and I'm sure he's going to do it. You start with a cease and desist letter in no uncertain terms and lay out what the civil or administrative violations are vis-a-vis -vis ordinances and give them an opportunity to cease and desist, right? They will have to respond or they get a lawyer to respond. Then, if they don't respond and the bad bad acting or the bad acts continue, right? Then you file for what we call a temporary restraining order. It's a civil lawsuit, but you seek an injunctive relief. And to my colleagues, I do think you could argue irreparable harm. There's statutes that are immediately being violated based on what the their lawyer has indicated, right? There's irreparable harm. There's likely a little put of success on its merits. It's certainly in the public interest that you're not blasting the N-word and anything else, and you seek a TRO under uh, the local laws in Virginia Beach, and you get a judge who will be offended, most would be highly offended by this conduct, and they'll sign an order barring them temporarily from engaging in this bad conduct. Eventually, you get a preliminary injunction, and then you win the lawsuit, 
and you can still get damages even though you got a TRO because you're going to sue for damages, right? That takes the energy out of that racist family, if you will. And then you get community support for it, which is going to be hard not to get community support for it, but they, 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 they need to get into court. And then lastly, they need to go to the government of Virginia Beach and see whether they have a certificate of occupancy, see whether they are in compliance with their electrical code and all these other things that you have to do and get the city to enforce it, right? So this is what we call hitting back and hitting hard. Eventually, the broadcast will stop because it becomes too expensive and too offensive even for the bad actors to engage in that conduct. That's what I would do. And, and rolling now. All right, folks. Uh, Robert, 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 real quick. Yeah, all I will say now, just in case what Scott said doesn't work. So this is your uh -oh. mini AR. You flip <laughs> it out this way. You pull out that way. All right? Oh, and then kidding. you're ready to roll. And then if you pop right back in, fold back up, <laughs> goes right in your jacket, and you're good to go. Oh, no, so in case, in case that plan doesn't work. That'll bring the police out, Robert. No, That'll look, bring the police in, out. In your own house, in your own home. In my house, in my house. Guys, 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 Scott, can't nobody hear. Stop, Scott. Can't nobody hear both of y'all when y'all talking. Robert well, finished this guy. Can't hey, nobody hear. Always Scott. call my name first. Scott, even hey, Scott let me say it again. Hey, Scott, let me say, let me say it again. It's Roland Martin unfiltered. Now, when they mute your microphone, then we going to get it done. Robert, finish your point. You wouldn't dare. Look, Scott, wouldn't. Scott, the, the point is, in your house, in your home, to make sure these people keep what they're doing across the street. Because at the end of the day, we want to make sure this stays civil. And anybody who's playing that kind of music in loud volumes, they are a loose cannon. I can't trust what you're going to do. My job is to protect me and my wife and my dog and my property away from those people. So whatever that may be required, having some fits under your jacket is very useful. You never. Well, let me just. It's very important, It's important. It's important for your show for me to say that you cannot shoot somebody from your property to the property across the street. <laughs> That's the right. mini one. This and is the one in the house that. one. This is the in the house yeah, one. You can't do that. I want to make sure my brother Roland's show right, is Okay, okay, okay. All it's right. a short barrel, and I'm going that far. Y'all can, <laughs> can have all that back and forth during the break. I got to go to commercial break. We come back. We're going to talk about some racist flyers being sent out targeting a black pastor and state officials in Virginia. We'll talk with one of them uh, next. Also, why is AT&T funding one of the most virulent, racist, lying, misogynistic, Donald Trump, MAGA-loving conservative networks in America? We'll unpack it next on Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. I believe that people our age have lost the ability to focus the, the discipline on the art of organizing. The challenges, there's so many of them and they're complex and we need to be moving to address them. But I'm able to say, watch out, Tiffany. 
I know this road. That is so freaking dope. <laughs> Hey, I'm Cupid, the maker of the Cupid Shuffle and the Wham Dance. What's going on? This is Tobias Trevelyan. And if you're ready, you are listening to and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, uh, more racism in Virginia uh, as uh, some uh, flyers that have been going out uh, highly critical of uh, black state officials now, uh, and they're also they're targeting uh, a a black pastor. Uh, it, it is the, the story really uh, makes uh, you know no sense whatsoever once you begin uh, to unpack uh, exactly uh, what what is going on here. We, we want to do that because uh, again, you just heard that particular story there. This other couple, how they are being targeted uh, in Virginia. Uh, but now we have these racist flyers. One of the folks, Pastor and Delegate Joshua Cole of Fredericksburg, uh, uh, who uh, is being uh, targeted. Uh, Alex Askew of Virginia Beach. Uh, Delegate Joshua Cole joins us right now. So exactly do you know where these flyers originated from? And what did they say about you and your other delegate? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it. 
your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thank you, Roland, uh, for having us on tonight. Um, the flyers originated based on the description from the Republican Party of Virginia. Um, and their intent was to describe us as liberal puppets, basically controlled uh, by Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Um, and what was interesting was we were all on strings, supposedly, until we discovered that Delegate Askews and my particular mailer had us actually suspended by rope dangling in the air while the other seven delegates were by strings dangled and they were just on the ground. What is, and so... First, what are they what are they trying to do? I mean, are, how many people did they send it to? How many households? Do you have any idea how many flowers went out? I'm not quite certain on how many households went out. I was actually alerted about the mailer over the weekend when a constituent reached out, um, disgruntled by the mailer. Um, and then on Monday, I actually received it at my home. Um, and so I started asking a couple of my colleagues if they received this mailer. Um, and they sent it to me, and they showed us the different versions that they've had. Um, and like, again, as I said, the interesting thing for myself and Delegate Askew, the only two black men um, who were on the mailer, we were depicted in a different way. Um, and we know this is the capital of the Confederacy. This is Old Dominion. Um, so these are just racial dog whistles. Um, we have flipped Republican districts that have been dis Republican districts for years. We flipped them, and they're trying to use those dog whistles to call certain people out, uh, but we won't be intimidated. What's next? Uh, first of all, um, are, are, is anyone involved, State Attorney General's office, anyone, any investigation going on? No, not as of yet. We uh, called on our opponents and the Republican Party of Virginia uh, to condemn the mailers, and they basically stated they were holding us accountable uh, for our ultra-liberal uh, uh, re uh, record. Um, but uh, we will make sure that what's going on next is that we're exciting our voters to get out. Um, if we won these districts before, we will continue to do it. And as Virginia is moving forward into a new light, we're not going back to these old-school racial ways. No matter how many times they try to, you know, rephrase it, remask it, we're going to keep moving forward. All right, Pastor and Delegate Joshua Cole, we certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Roland. Uh, to our panel, I want to talk about this story here. Virginia mom is suing the school district uh, for policy changes after her five-year-old son was put in a chokehold. In 2018, uh, Pamela Onenwu was picking up her son when she saw a school resource officer placing him in a chokehold. The reason the child was allegedly singing too loud in class and the officer was called to make him 
stop. Uh, the mom and two other parents filed suit against the Fairfax County school system, citing psychological trauma and physical pain uh, were being inflicted on students with disabilities. The school staff settled out of court and added additional training for staff. DeMario, how kids singing too loud? You put them in the headlock, a chokehold? You know, it's just ridiculous. And again, this is just what we, we see all the time across the nation. I had a case recently in Seattle, Washington, where I had a black kid, 11 years old, who was autistic, and they got upset with him and put him out in the cold weather for three or four hours and laughed at him. This is happening across this nation when it comes to black kids, brown kids, and kids with special needs. I wonder if this little five-year-old had any type of special needs because they're treated really bad. I'm really happy to hear that they had good counsel. Sounds like they were able to get uh, a settlement, but more importantly, get policy changes. And I hope they were able to get that particular uh, officer terminated. We were able to get the, the teacher that locked out my client uh, terminated, and that's what has to happen. It has to be swift accountability. It has to hurt the pockets of those who, who cause us the harm, and it also has to show these people that we will not stand for this. A five-year-old being placed in a chokehold, that is just unconscionable. It's ridiculous, and I'm so glad to hear that people were held accountable. Uh, this is the thing that we keep seeing, uh, Scott, and that is with, with these resource officers, um, their job is not uh, to further traumatize uh, students. I mean, you know, the actions that we, we keep <coughs> seeing this hope happen all over again. Uh, this is why people are calling for a lot of these cops to be removed from schools. Exactly. Exactly. And, and these resource officers, their powers need to be severely restricted. But they're not, actually. These are police officers. In Washington, D.C., 20-plus years ago, I had a case where the resource officer was referring to the kids in the hallway by the N-word. They got tired of it, and they jumped on him, assaulted him, and took his gun. The government would eventually walk away from the case and dismiss the case that they brought charges against two or three of the leaders of this, this, this group of kids. And so you're absolutely right, but Roland, when we get these cases, right, when you report on these cases, let me tell you something. They don't see us. You have to see me as a human being in order to treat me humanely. And when you report on these stories like chokeholds for the five-year-olds or, or crazy-ass white people doing crazy things, right, or the police beating up black men and women simply because they refused a police order, they don't see us. So if they don't see us, they treat us less than human. They treat us like uh, animals, if you will. It is unjustifiable. You and I, or they rather, will treat a, a dog better than how we're treated by the police in many instances. And so we've got to, it's more than retraining. It's about where this racism comes from. It's not genetic. Nobody's born with a racism gene, as we've often said and our leaders have said. And so they're trained that way. They're taught that way from their environment or at home. That's where we got to get to, because otherwise they're going to continue not to see us. You know, and just let me just jump in real quickly on this. It's something that was so important. And sorry, Robert, but I just this is very important. They're not resource officers. They are police officers. And one of the things right. that the, the police have done a really good job and Republicans in general is how they frame things. It's the same with officer involved shooting. That is to try to make it seem like what it really is. It's a, a, a the state killing somebody or the state shooting someone. So these are just 
These are just police officers with extraordinary power. They should not be the first people called when you're having an issue with a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, things of that nature. These people are bullies many, many times. We saw the case of the young lady, and Scott is exactly right. The young lady, when they took her out of the, the chair and slammed her on the ground, because he didn't yeah. see her as a little girl. He saw her as a other than, and that is important. But we got to change our own terminology, not resource officers, police officers, not officer-involved shootings, police shooting of a person, the state murdering someone. And uh, they're not know, trained to be resource Robert, officers. Robert, 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 uh, Robert, and, 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 and you know, to, to that point, I, I think that's when we, we got caught up in this conversation around, quote, unquote, defund the police last year, and Republicans used that to their political advantage. But in reality, this is what we're talking about, which is de-escalating situations that if a child is thinking too loud, maybe you have them talk to the social worker to find out why they're expressing themselves in this way. And often I use the analogy of what would happen if this was a little white girl named Lily White. What would happen if this was a golden retriever? <laughs> I mean, realistically, there was a golden retriever that they saw that when it was barking too loud and somebody put it into a chokehold. Um, you would have, it would be the leading story. Nancy Grace would be out He'd there be right arrested. now. They'd be they, they'd be looking for him like they were looking for Gabby and all this other stuff. But because it was a young black boy and they see the dehumanization of, of mm -hmm. them, they do not uh, have that same empathy. And this goes towards the way that our uh, school system is often the feeder system for our prison pipeline because they start criminalizing children at a fi at five years old, put them into the system. So by the time they're 17 or 18, they are ripe to go to their next stage, which is not college, but into the criminal mm -hmm. industrial complex. So we have to start reevaluating the people we put in charge of raising our children children for so many hours a day and um, creating a system where they're not simply continuing to be over-criminalized and over-prosecuted for the least uh, bit of uh, expression as a human being. All right, folks, hold tight one second. got to go to a break. We come back, uh, our daily report on black and missing uh, and other news of the day. And we'll talk about AT&T, an explosive report from Reuters showing how AT&T execs asked uh, and wanted another conservative network to compete with Fox and how they are funding one American news network to the tune of millions of dollars. Folks ain't happy about that. I'll show you the tweet from Derek Johnson, president of the NAACP and others. Get us next on Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network, live from Los Angeles. shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like really loves.
All right, folks, 30-year-old uh, uh, Kashawn Ashley Sims, who also goes by the nickname of Cookie, was last seen uh, in Duarte, California on September 8th, 2021. She is 5 feet 1 inches tall, weighs 120 pounds, with black shoulder-length hair and brown eyes. She also has tattoos of the phrase, it's found in the soul on her left collarbone, the word earth on her left forearm, and a tattoo of Spanish writing on her back. Anyone with information on the Sims whereabouts should call the L.A. County Sheriff's Missing Persons Unit at 323-890-5500, 323-890-5500. And so we're going to continue to do our part uh, to uh, tell uh, bring you up to date on the tales of these missing uh, folks, and hopefully uh, they will uh, be found safe and unharmed. That is uh, our hope. All right, folks, let's go to Rochester, New York, where lovely Warren has agreed uh, to leave office for violating state election laws during a 2017 run for re-election, and she will leave office by December 1st. She was facing felony charges that she and two assistants violated campaign contribution limits but she pleaded guilty to a single misdemeanor, admitting that she knowingly exceeded the $8,557 limit. By admitting to the charge, the city's first black woman elected mayor will likely not lose her law license. And so, again, uh, she uh, will be stepping down uh, as of December 1st. So it's been a whole bunch of drama there in Rochester, New York. Issues with the police department. Uh, in fact, her husband had gotten arrested. So, man, uh, it's been a whole bunch of drama uh, there. So she's going uh, to be uh, leaving office. All right, folks, uh, food is an important issue in this country. A lot of us love to eat. Some live to eat, some eat to live. Uh, but the reality is our children are most impacted by this. Uh, and there's one entrepreneur who did something quite interesting. What she did was she actually opened a grocery store in a school. Joining us right now uh, is Jasmine Crow. She's the founder and CEO of Gooder. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it Gooder? G-O-O-D-R? Is that what it's pronounced? Right. Okay. So you decided, so you open a grocery store in a school? How? Yeah, I mean, it's just like that. We were fortunate to work with a client, a hip-hop star, Gunna. We've been working with him since 2018. He came to us and said he wanted to do something for back to school. And I pitched him on the idea of building a grocery store and creating something that was sustainable and, and had legacy. And so he gave me the list of all the schools he attended, elementary, middle, and high school. I called the middle school first, had a great call with Principal Madden, and he shared with me just the, the need at that school, how many kids were living in poverty, how many kids really were leaving school and being adults, taking care of younger brothers and sisters, and many times taking care of themselves. And he had a small closet that he was using as like a clothing closet. There was a couple of cans of food in there, and we just decided to, to remake it, and we created a grocery store, a free grocery store. I think it's important to know that role, and so families and students and even staff can utilize this store free of charge. So, okay, so is it an actual business or is it a nonprofit? How do you get the space? Is it in partnership with the school? How does that all work? Yeah, so it's an actual service, if you will. It's a free grocery store. The, gr the grocery store doesn't operate like a business. There's no exchange. 
and money between the students or families. It is funded by Gunna, um, and that's how we've been able to do it. So Gooder is a business. We produce activations all over the country to really help people rethink how they give food to families. And if you think about it, Roland, there is about almost $100 billion a year spent on food and nutrition programs. But what we've seen is it's actually created a vicious cycle because the money always goes to the same, like large hunger fighting organizations. And it's not to say that food banks and food pantries don't serve a purpose, but what they do is they keep families dependent on going to more than one to actually marry a meal together. And so what we think at Gooder is that there's a big difference between access to food in this country and access to meals in this country. And so we focus on bringing families access to meals. So we have kids that can go in there and pick out food items that they can then go home and make meals for the family. And um, that's what we do. Uh, sounds uh, like a great initiative. How has it been going thus far? It's been going great. We've seen almost 200 families shop in the store so far. This Friday makes three weeks, so we still got a couple of more days. Um, the store is open school hours, so typically about an hour before classes begin and an hour after kids uh, in classes. We've created a web app where families can just register and select a time to come and shop. Uh, they get a reusable grocery bag, which every kid in the school received, and they can just fill it up, no questions asked. The store also has toiletry items, household items like laundry detergent, uh, dish soap, things that families, you know, if they do have food SNAP benefits, they cannot use those to purchase those toiletry and household items. So we're seeing that that's really popular, as is the food. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, then. Look, uh, sounds, uh, sounds great. Uh, any plans to expand to other schools uh, in the area? Absolutely. We want to expand this all over the country. We've received, you know, thousands of inquiries, so we're working through those. Our hope is to at least get to the top 10 states uh, where more than 15 percent of the population on average is food insecure or hungry. So, you know, expect to see us potentially in Mississippi, um, Alabama, and then even states like Colorado and New Mexico, uh, where there's a lot of need and a lot of people that are hungry as well. All right, then. Uh, well, Jasmine, uh, congratulations. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, and uh, as, uh, uh, as uh, you said in the story I saw, you got parents out there. If they need something, they can just simply uh, let their kid know and be able to go into the grocery store and bring that item home. So I'm sure uh, a lot of parents uh, are very thankful uh, for this innovative idea. Thank you so much, Roland. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Thanks a bunch. Good luck. You know, you know, uh, Demario. Uh, this is the level of creativity that I believe is necessary uh, that we have to have. You, you used to have uh, in this country, you had uh, uh, significant uh, community uh, centers, uh, social services centers that they were they were sacrificed by budget cuts. And what this exposes also uh, is the issue that we have uh, of children who go hungry. I've talked to look, look my brother uh, has been a teacher. Two of my sisters have been teachers. Uh, who two of my sisters are teachers, uh, my niece is a teacher, uh, and, 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 and having these conversations, uh, we don't think about it, uh, but the number of kids who literally go to school every single day hungry. So people wonder about behavioral issues, they wonder about things along those lines, why can't these kids concentrate? It's hard as hell to concentrate in school when you're starving. Oh, Roland, you're, you're so right. And I just appreciate your show so much to bring on a, that initiative. Very impressed by that young lady. And as someone, you know, as you know, Roland, I have a mentoring program we've been doing for several years. And we see this with, inside the schools with people needing access to, 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 to meals. You know, as someone who grew up uh, on SSI and 
having to use food steps and things of that nature. It feels, I know it feels good for those kids to be able to go in there and those families to just get what they need and not have to say what their financial status is or anything like that. And I think the idea that she has is pretty, pretty innovative. And I think there may be an opportunity to use some Title I dollars uh, to get funding outside of just her client uh, who's funding it now because, you know, that's not... Um, I, I don't know. I don't really know that yet. The, 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 the artist she talked about, but I don't know if that's really sustainable to really move to other states. But I think the idea is a great idea, and maybe they can get with some Title One funding, which for those who don't know, Title One funding is for low-income schools, and use those fundings to help generate the revenue that's necessary or the funding that's necessary, so this can be expanded to other schools because the need is great. I'm in Oklahoma. We're one of the top 10 worst states for, for hunger, and, and it's just an ever-ending pro problem that needs innovative people like Jasmine to give new solutions to. Uh, like I said, I, I, really, I really think we do have to rethink how we help uh, kids today, uh, Robert. This is uh, an interesting way to do so, uh, and it is a matter of uh, being able to help them help their parents because people make assumption, oh, everybody's fine, everybody has food. No, there are many kids literally sitting uh, in schools who are totally dependent on free lunch programs. And you have Republicans who are attacking those programs uh, left and right. Uh, you've got these conservative commentators attacking these programs uh, left and right as if everybody has food in this country. They don't. The poor in this country, Reverend Dr. Barber talked about this all the time, the poor, the working poor are doing their best and we throw away billions of dollars worth of food every year. And this, to me, makes a hell of a lot of sense. Well, well Roland, all that point, remember, Operation Breadbasket was in many ways founded upon a very similar concept and idea. And we have to look at, uh, at this nation up to the mirror of who we really are. 40% of the food in this nation is thrown away. We pay farmers. We actually have farm subsidies and pay farmers to throw food away instead of sending it to market because it will depress prices. We would rather have people starve in America than to just feed them the food that we are producing, the most abundantly produ uh, produ productive nation to ever exist on the face of this earth. So I think we have to look at these uh, these policy pres uh, prescriptions that are out there. The fact that we are dealing with this $3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill right now, and there, and we cannot even get 50 votes in the United States Senate to feed children, to educate children, to give people housing, to give people childcare. But if it comes to a new bomb or a new bomber plane or an aircraft carrier or an atomic bomb, we find the money every time. If it tax cuts, we find the money every time. Uh, just as you said, I know people who are educators and have friends and family members who, are, uh, who do the same. Many of them have had to bring washing machines into the school to wash the children's clothing because they didn't have those resources at home, to give children food after class just out of their own pockets. So instead of us fighting over the scraps and, uh, and having these esoteric arguments about policy, let's get down to the nitty-gritty and put together programs that will actually help people so it will not take initiatives of this nature in the richest nation on Earth in order to do so. We actually have a panel of this next week at the Rainbow Post Conference um, on youth entrepreneurship, where some students did a very similar thing at their school, putting together uh, a business where they sold food to other uh, other children uh, to address many of these issues where they're getting donations from uh, stores and corporations in order to help uh, finance those things. Uh, people can register for that at creatingopportunityconference.com. But it's important that we support people who are doing these things and at the same time press Congress so that you do not have to do it on the individual level that we're getting together an actual national policy. We have the resources. We just choose not to use them. Yeah. Hey, Scott. Um, 
Yeah, Roland, real quick, there's another part to this that we, we haven't talked about, and that this store in the school, uh, how many grocery stores are around this school and available? The food deserts of America, we know our poor communities and our black communities suffer from that. About 15 years ago, Michelle Martin, a colleague of yours, a fellow press uh, journalist, uh, did a story on ABC News about this, the relationship between poverty and health. And what her report found was that these kids and adults who were poor and who could not afford healthy food, right? And I hope this store in the school offers healthy alternatives, but they couldn't afford healthy foods. And so as a result, they were eating McDonald's or, or their grocery stores, if they had one, sold uh, high carbohydrate, high sugar, high fat uh, products at a very low price in those community store, those grocery stores in our poor communities. And as a result, it wasn't so much that the kids and the adults were going hungry, some were, but their diet actually increased their weight and increased their health challenges. And so the second part of this story really is about the food deserts and how unhealthy poor people eat and people with economic challenges, how poor their diet is and how it taxes the healthcare system in America. It's a whole nother issue, but this store concept in the stores hopefully addresses that. But there's a broader piece here that the FDA, as well as the uh, grocery store industry, you know, you go to a poor neighborhood, you can't get healthy products as much if you go to a, a, an expensive neighborhood. You can see it, even at the Safeways and the, and the giants of, of the world. Uh, they have different products for different communities. That's got to stop because the poor communities aren't getting the healthiest choices, nor are they being educated on healthy choices. That's a direct relationship with their weight gain, with their health, overall health, and how their health challenges tax the health care system in America. Folks, got to go to the break. We come back. Uh, we'll, 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 go, we'll talk about AT&T funding uh, the One American News Network, also our Tech Talk segment. All of that next. Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Don't forget, if you also want to support what we do, please join our Bring the Funk fan club. Where every dollar you give goes to support what we do. Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal.me forward slash R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo.com forward slash RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at RolandSMartin.com. Rolling at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. We'll be right back.
Betty is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now, she's free to become Bear Hug Betty. Settle in, kids. You'll be there a while. Ooh, where you going? Everybody, it's your man Fred Hammond. Hi, my name is Brisha Webb, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Ow. Well, I like a nice filter usually, but we can be unfiltered. All right, folks. Uh, an explosive story from Reuters dropped today, uh, where the uh, CEO founder of One America News Network, that is the right wing uh, crazy Donald Trump MAGA loving misinformation spreading network gets 90% of its funding from association with AT&T networks. Folks, 90%. According to the CEO, AT&T executives told him when they were launching they wanted, they had seven so-called liberal networks, so therefore they wanted more balance. They only had one, which is Fox News, and so they encouraged them to launch the network. A lot of people are angry with this, saying that AT&T is funding right-wing extremism. Now, AT&T has been highly criticized uh, when, when Governor Greg Abbott of Texas proposed his voter, uh, voter suppression bill, and the PAC for AT&T gave his campaign $100,000. I want to bring my panel back. Uh, this is significant, Scott, because when we talk about companies, uh, this whole right-wing media echo chamber, this is how they get funded. And so think yeah. about it. If, you know, imagine if AT&T uh, met with me and said, hey, we think there should be more black networks. So what we're going to do is we're going to guarantee you revenue, Roland. All you got to do is provide the content. We're going to give you X number of cents per subscriber. And then, folks, that's money coming in every single month beyond advertising. And this is how they're able to do it. The right wing is being funded by these billionaires and then by these networks of uh, these companies that are supplying them with millions and billions of dollars. And that is what we are up against. A lot of folks are not happy at all with this news. And some people are saying they want to drop AT&T home service. They want to drop DirecTV. They want to drop AT&T phone service. AT&T has an issue, Scott. I think they've got a big issue. And it's interesting. It'll be interesting what their response will be. I don't know whether they've, they've got an, a formal response or not, but they, you can boycott AT&T, right? Or you can negotiate and demand more millions of dollars, go into shows or go into the Black Star Network or the black media, if you will, right? And negotiate them not investing in organizations that support the big lie, right? Or attack democracy or voter suppression. These companies have got to be held accountable. And, and, and you're making them accountable with this report or attempting to hold them accountable. But more networks, um, um, uh, cable networks and otherwise, need to hold them accountable and need to ensure that the best investments for these, for these types of shows, that it's not only balanced, but it's realistic, right? If you are a right-wing conservative network, and you support the big lie and the January 6th um, uh, insurrection, you shouldn't be funded by anybody. It's downright anti-American and anti-democracy. Um, a lot of people, again, are expressing outrage. Uh, do we have the tweet from Derek Jackson? Derek Johnson, I'm sorry, president and CEO of the NAACP. If so, uh, go ahead and pull, pull that up. 
uh, and um, uh, he, uh, of course, commented uh, on this. Uh, and so uh, go ahead and show it here, folks. Uh, th you know, th we, he's talking about, again, after this uh, story um, uh, actually uh, dropped, outraged by reports AT&T AT yeah. backing far-right propaganda, funneling tens of millions of dollars into OAN, while at the same time pretending to care about issues of race, diversity, and inclusion, if true, AT&T has caused irreparable damage to our democracy. Robert. Uh, well, I think that's absolutely true, and I think that if you look at many of these uh, uh, conservative networks, it's kind of popped up out of nowhere. Uh, if you notice, you know, it was uh, OAN, Newsmax, uh, Real America's Voices, The Blaze, CRC-TV. Um, there's a whole litany of these far-right conservative networks that kind of grew out of talk radio and grew into digital platforms, mm -hmm. and then major uh, television networks where they're getting, uh, you know, former um, big three uh, uh, talent to be on their networks. You know, Eric Bowling is on, over there. Uh, some of the the other host, uh, Heather Children, people who used to be at Fox, people who used to be at MSNBC, are on some of these yeah. networks now. And you have yeah. to ask the question, well, where the hell are they getting all this money from? Now we are finding out those same the companies that want to put up all the signs that say, well, we stand by social justice. We are here for you. We plan on ending racism, are putting money behind January 6th. They're putting money behind the insurrectionists. They're putting money behind yeah. all these this far right wing echo chamber that I think they need to be held to account on those points. Either as on the one hand, as Scott said, boycotted them, or on the other hand, look, if it's good for the goose, good for the gander, they need to be paying some of these black media networks, i.e. us. Uh, I see a rolling out all these new Nissan and Amazon commercials and stuff. Me and Scott are waiting for a check over here. So they need to be putting those funds in other organizations so that they can grow exactly. up and build and be as big as those other companies. That's right. Respect well, let's us be and clear. Pay let's us. be clear, Scott. Let's be clear. Scott's already getting a big enough check. Uh, 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 Demario, this is the tweet. This is the tweet sent out by Reverend Al Sharpton. It is inexcusable and insulting for AT and T uh, to finance. Guys, go to my iPad, please. To finance own a far right enemy of civil voter rights while playing paying lip playing lip service to black media. We work with AT and T in good faith, but this cannot be tolerated. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad to see my friend, brother Derek Johnson, and my very good friend, Reverend Al, uh, speaking out on this. And I agree with my, my esteemed colleagues that this is uh, ridiculous, that OWN should be, that they shouldn't even have a network, in my opinion. They are completely racist. We call them conservative right wing. It is a racist network that is uh, trying to uh, bring this country down to a level of white supremacy, being front and center. And, you know, we heard a lot about this uh, this past week, a couple of days, about Facebook, and they were everyone was so shocked because the whistleblower came out and said Facebook puts profits over people. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's called America. America puts profits <laughs> over people, and that is the American corporate system. Period. And so, what we want our civil rights leaders like uh, Reverend Allen and Brother Derek Johnson uh, to do is hold these people accountable, as you stated, Roland, as consumers. We should hold them accountable. Hell, I've been wanting to get rid of AT&T, my cell phone with them for years. This may be the reason I finally go ahead and do it. But I really like what Robert said and what Scott said. They also should be putting more money into organizations and uh, networks like yours, Roland, Grio, other Black-owned organizations that are bringing our issues to the forefront and not just continue to, to fund these right-wing racist white supremacist organizations that are just simply trying to make sure that we go back to the stone ages of being indentured or enslaved people.
Uh, absolutely, and so uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to continue reporting on this. Uh, and again, uh, there are folks who are saying, "Hey, uh, we got a call for some serious action." That's what we'll do, folks. Uh, we're going to go to a, a quick break, uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk to a couple of things. One, we're going to talk to an executive with the Thurgood Marshall Fund about that HBCU story. Uh, we want to get the facts for you. We'll also talk with a tech entrepreneur about a new app. Trust me, you want to find out what it's about. This is why it's important to watch Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Back in a moment. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision, an SUV built around you. All of you. Hi, I'm Kim Burrell. Hi, I'm Carl Payne. Hey, everybody. This is Sherry Shepard. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, at the top of the show, we talked about the HBCU funding. The story's been circulating by the Associated Press that $45 billion was supposed to be earmarked for HBCUs. Now that's been cut down to $2 billion. Let's talk with Victor Santos with the Thurgood Marshall Fund. Thurgood Marshall Fund, of course, uh, they are out here representing uh, these public uh, HBCUs. Victor, what is the truth? We had Leslie Baskerville on talking about it as well. I'm sure y'all have gotten phone calls on this. Was there ever... $45 billion in a budget proposal or in a bill from the Biden administration, from Democrats, from Republicans to HBCUs? No. So what the what the proposal was, was for HBCUs and minority serving institutions. So you have to understand what minority serving institutions means. HSIs, there are 569 of them. Uh, there are only 101 HBCUs. To give you an example, of what some HSIs look hold on, like. Hold on, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You said HSI. Mm -hmm. What is that? Hispanic serving institutions. Okay. That okay. means. So you, you said that there are 101. You said you said you. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. You said there okay. are 101 HBCUs. Correct. 500 and what? His Hispanic serving 60, institutions. 69 and growing. Okay. So to give you an example. So 569, 101, that's 670. Correct. That, that, but you also have uh, Got it. You also have tribal colleges. So we're only getting a percentage of that money to begin with. Okay. Uh, and to give you an example of what these HSIs look like, your alma mater, Texas A&M, is an HSI. So when Leslie was talking about. The Are you serious? Of, I'm very serious. If you serve 25% at least Hispanic students, you are an HSI. Okay. So for that money that is proposed in the, and Leslie was talking about the coupling earlier. This is what she was talking about. She was talking about don't put HBCUs in the same pot to apply for this money against Texas A&M, University of Texas, basically the entire California system. They're all HSIs. Every school in Florida is HSI, but they serve at least 25% Hispanic students. Okay, so was there ever a number? So where does this $45 billion come from? Yeah, so there was, a, there was a number in the American 
jobs plan that Biden uh, put out that included uh, some funding for infrastructure along with uh, some centers of excellence, 200 centers of excellence that would have gone to HSI, all, all HBCUs and MSIs, which, you know, to be quite frank, is more than half of the, you know, the schools that are in existence uh, in total when you include all the HSIs, all the, all, all the PBIs, which are predominantly black institutions, HBCUs. It's a gamut that runs across the, across the, the, the spectrum. So when we say decoupling, what we mean is this. We have to make sure that HBCUs have a pot of money that they can apply for and compete against other HBCUs for. That's what we've been pushing for, and that's what we've been uh, urging Congress to do. Okay, so this thing is being spread like wildfire. People say mm -hmm. all sorts of different things. And so what is being spread is factually incorrect. And so it looks real cute. Oh, the Democrats and Biden are cutting, going from $45 billion to $2 billion for HBCUs. No. Uh, we, right, right now, the, the, there is no $2 billion for HBCUs. There is no $2 the, the, the $2 billion is for all MSI HBCUs to compete, as was the $45 billion. Now, what there is also in the plan, which we have to, we have to highlight the positives of the plan, is there is a tuition assistance program for HBCUs and MSIs for the first two years where students would basically be able to go to our schools for free. Uh, for those first two years, and that's in the and that's in the plan as well. There's also a billion dollars in the Department of Agriculture for HBCUs in the plan. There's also a billion dollars for HBCUs in the Department of Commerce in the plan, uh, or in the bills that have uh, gone through the House Committee. So there are lots of things in the bill. Uh, of course, uh, I advocate for HBCUs, and we're fighting for more money for HBCUs as as, as is our job to do. Uh, but we have to, you know, be truthful about what's really what's really happening. Well, that's precisely why uh, we wanted uh, you on the show, why we wanted Leslie on the show, so we can actually have the details. Uh, and so uh, people who are spreading that Associated Press and that Newsweek story have the actual facts. We also are trying to get Congressman Bobby Scott uh, on the show as well, other members of the CBC, to explain this so people are not walking around saying a whole bunch of crap. They have no idea what the hell they're talking about. It's very important, and thank you for giving us a platform to talk about it. Victor, so appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, folks, uh, time for Tech Talk. Of course, uh, we love to feature... Um, African-Americans who are doing amazing things in technology. Uh, and so uh, let's talk about um, how we take precautions for things being delivered to our homes. COVID, people are concerned about that, uh, touching products. Um, so three black engineers have created uh, a safe, secure way for customers to get their deliveries. They are called Lobby Lockers. Hopefully I said that right. Joining me now from Clinton, Maryland, is CEO founder Rhea Huntley. Rhea, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Okay. Did I pronounce that correct? Is it Lavi uh, Lockers? No, it's Levi. Levi. Okay, Levi. Yes, All right. Levi. So, Levi. Okay, so what is a Levi Locker? What is that? 
<laughs> so I'm glad you asked. So a Levine locker is simply a smart food locker that customers can use to pick up their food either from a restaurant, from an office building or apartment building, or um, from a virtual kitchen or a ghost kitchen for delivery drivers. Okay. So, but what is it? Is it, a, is, it, is it a container or something? What is it? Yeah, so it's a three by six locker. It has 10 individual compartments and it's insulated. So what happens during that process is the normal pickup way, which I started to see actually before the pandemic, is that restaurants had like an open shelf. So the open shelf isn't really secure. Anyone can grab the food. Plus uh, the food isn't maintaining that temperature. So the Levi Smart Food Lockers actually keeps the food safe and secure, as well as maintains the temperature until the customer or the delivery driver comes and picks up the food. So, who, so is this for the restaurant or is it for the is it for the customer? Who, who, who's it, who's this product going to be sold to, and who's it for? So, our main customers are restaurants, um, office buildings. Um, apartment buildings, as well as ghost kitchens and virtual kitchens. Uh, the main benefits behind them purchasing the actual locker system from us is that either for office buildings and apartment buildings, their tenants now have a better way of picking up their food from um, a secure area um, as far as like putting the actual locker inside of the lobby. Um, and then from the restaurant perspective, they're able to create more of a seamless pickup process for their customers as well. So our direct customers, it, we're a business to business um, company, so we don't sell directly to the consumer, but the consumer benefits from the actual business that purchases from us. Questions from my panel. Robert Patillo, you first. Uh, what kind of inspired you to get into this, and how can this business model, do you think this business model can be grown across the country? Uh, because it does seem to be something that is endemic in most big cities. So, so what are your plans on expansion? So um, I actually started this idea, thought about this idea even before the pandemic based on my own personal frustration with picking up food. Um, so I feel as though this idea, there was an issue and a need and the pandemic kind of solidified the actual idea. Um, and currently right now we're nationwide. So we have restaurants within DC, Maryland, Virginia, Texas, Indiana, and New Jersey. Um, and right now we have one office building in DC that's currently using our locker system for their tenants. So our growth for expansion, uh, when we first started based on the idea that I have, uh, we started just in the restaurant market. But since then we've noticed that this can be used for residential, uh, any commercial property. Um, and there, there's a new trend going on right now with like ghost kitchens and virtual kitchens, which need um, a better system for uh, food delivery drivers to come and pick up the food because you can have one virtual kitchen that hosts maybe 20 to 30 uh, virtual restaurants. Um, but from then, you're able to have uh, different food delivery drivers, whether from Grubhub, Uber Eats, or DoorDash, come and seamlessly pick up the food and actually uh, drop it off to the actual destination that it's intended for. Scott. Wow. wow. Okay, that visual was was really really good. Are you is 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 the project or is the item available for private home use yet, or is that your growth strategy? So we haven't decided to um, go directly to the consumer, at least not yet. 
Uh, we feel as though business to business would be best for us going forward, um, especially because those are the people that would benefit the most from our product, being as though where we are right now, we're still in the midst of a pandemic. Um, and then a lot of people just want convenience and security right now. So that's mainly our, our true yeah. main focus. Um, mm-hmm. I feel as though if we went towards the route towards directly to a consumer at a home, it would be more towards like parcel pickup. And we haven't done that as yeah. of yet. What about colleges and universities, though? That'd be an interesting business yes. concept. Correct. And uh, we're actually working with someone right now who's um, looking to go down that path. So uh, yeah. that's definitely yeah. within our future where we plan to go. Yeah. Great concept. Demario. Thank you. Thank you. Demario. Yeah, as a, a, a very well-known germaphobe, I certainly appreciate this product a lot. You know, you walk into a a place like Chipotle, like I go all the time, and you'll see all of those bags just sitting there and just open to anyone touching them. So I think this is a fantastic product. Um, I would love to see you on Shark Tank. That's, I think this is a product that should go straight nationwide, and I think you can get one, maybe Damon and one of those other sharks to help you continue to grow this, this product. Um, you know, what was the barriers for you to be able to get to from point of your conception that you had this idea to actually getting this to the market and now you're growing it. I mean, how were you able to do that? Because it's very impressive. Uh, So my background is within tech. Um, It's not like programming, but it's an IT for networking. Um, But I can pretty much teach myself anything. So I was able to teach myself how to program just a little bit um, and actually built the initial first prototype um, and where you would scan a QR code and the lock would unlock. So from there, um, I actually met up with James and Marcus, who are both now my two partners, um, introduced the idea to them, and then we took it from there. Uh, but due to the fact that we didn't have any funds um, to grow the business at that point, we all had to uh, bootstrap the business and invest our own funds to get it to this point. So uh, right now we're continuing to grow, but once we get to a certain point, we definitely have to secure more funds in order to expand the way we want to expand um, and also deploy more different locker solutions um, that some right. customers have been asking for. Yeah. information. What's the website? Can we go over more information, please? Sure. Our website is lavi, L-A-V-I-I-I-N-C.com. Um, and they can reach us there and also follow us on Instagram. That's lavi, L-A-V-I-I underscore I-N-C. All right. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks a bunch and uh, good you. luck. Thank you. Thank good you for job. having me. All right. Uh, that, is it. That, is, that is it for us, folks. I appreciate y'all joining us. Demario, Robert, Scott, thank you so very much, folks. I will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you. Right here. Roller Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Holla!
time to be smart. Roland Martin's doing this every day. Oh, no punches! Thank you, Roland Martin, for always giving voice to the issues. Look for Roland Martin in the whirlwind, to quote Marcus Garvey again. The video looks phenomenal, so I'm really excited to see it on my big screen. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. I gotta defer to the brilliance of Dr. Carr and to the brilliance of the Black Star Network. I am rolling with rolling all the way. Honored to be on a show that you own, a black man owns the show. Folks, Black Star Network is here. I'm real um, revolutionary right now. Rolling was amazing on that. I love y'all. I can't commend you enough about this platform that you've created for us to be able to share who we are, what we're doing in the world, and the impact that we're having. Let's be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. You dig? Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup Experience and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.